Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner coming in hot. Garrett Wilson, here he goes. Goodbye and hello end zone. Van Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess, Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets-Broncos post-game report. The Jets are now 5-2. and two. Who would have believed that if you'd have said it before the season? They get the victory over the Denver Broncos 16-9. A hard-fought victory, but also a victory that came at a massive cost. And we're going to get into that with our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing, Scott? I'm having mixed emotions right now, Andy. I'm happy the Jets are 5-2, and two, but I'm a little concerned going forward. Let's start with the positives here. The Jets won this game 16-9, to nine, and the three major reasons why they won this game are because the defense kept coming up huge on big third downs and fourth down stops, including at the end of the game. Special teams was really good. Braden Mann pinned the Broncos deep a lot. The coverage unit was very good. And you've got to give credit to Greg the Leg Zerline. Really tough win today, and yet he nailed three field goals and an extra point. Brandon McManus missed a field goal and an extra point. That was a huge difference in this game. So if we're going to start with positives, we start there, Andy. The defense was doing its job, and so was the special teams. Yeah, and just let's just take a step back and have some perspective here of where the Jets are. At 5-2, and two, it's their best start since 2010, which was the last mm-hmm. time they made the playoffs. Um, the, they're 
four and zero on the road for the first time since 2010, which was the last time they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three games over 500. Obviously, they were there in 2015 when they missed the playoffs by one game. Uh, it's, I mean, there's something to be said, and I know it's not pretty, and I know they've taken advantage of some circumstances that have gone their way, but the Jets of years past, especially the last five or six years, they lose games like this when there's every reason for, you know, things aren't going right and you had a tough week and uh, adversity would always seem to make them change the way they played late in the game and or they'd make a mistake and it would snowball. Now they still make mistakes and they still have bad plays, but they've something, they figured something out. And I think if you're going to take away anything um, from that is that they're continuing to do that. And while, there are some concerns going forward. The fact that they continue to figure out how to win games that previously they didn't really know how to win, I would be pretty excited about that as a Jets fan. And, and I'd be legitimately excited about the defense. Um, I mean, the, the, you got two Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks, and, and you got a guy in Sauce Gardner who just looks up to every challenge, including at the end of the game, like you said. Uh, DJ Reed just looks pretty damn good, too. Uh, pass rush still making an impact, even though – uh, you know, the Broncos were clearly trying to take Quinn and Williams out of it today. Uh, I just think there's a lot of things to be excited about. But, yeah, definitely some things to be concerned about, too. And and obviously, on the offensive side of the ball, it wasn't exactly rolling with Brees Hall in there. And now you've got to think about what life is going to be like without him. And, and this is the guy who, you know, by far led the Jets in yards from scrimmage uh, before he was hurt. 16 to nine, the final score, Andy, as you said, sauce Gardner targeted at the end of the game and he came up huge. LaMarcus Joyner with a big interception late in the game to help the jets swing the tide and be able to finish this one out. But if we're looking at the negative side, Andy, and I hate to do that when the jets are five and two, and as you said, off to their best start since 2010, Let's start with Brees Hall. Gets hurt in this game. We'll find out more over the next day or two. But Robert Sala came out after the game, and he said that it is believed that Brees Hall has an ACL injury, which would mean the end of his season, which is absolutely brutal. He was great again in this game before he ended up leaving. Had a really long touchdown run, the only touchdown of the game for the New York Jets. And he was gone. It seems like the Jets finally had that player they could build their offense around. And now after less than half a season, he's done for the year. He was their offensive identity, if we're being honest about it. That was what this team was built to do. It was built around Brees Hall. He was the engine that would make this offense run. The defense would play well and keep them in the game. And Zach Wilson was supposed to be the guy that would manage the game and step up and make the plays when he needed to. He hasn't really been doing that on a consistent basis, and we're going to get back to that in a second, but the offensive identity was running the ball through Brees Hall. Now that can't happen anymore, at least this year. So we'll talk about what that means going forward in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the rest of the offense. Corey Davis got hurt. He's been their best wide receiver so far this year. And passing the ball, Zach Wilson just didn't really do much. Now, the offensive line had its moments of weakness, certainly, again. And the Broncos have one of the best defenses in the league, particularly their pass defense. But Zach Wilson was missing throws left and right, particularly easy throws, which is very frustrating. 
And on top of that, he just seemed super hesitant and wasn't getting rid of the ball. And that's something that has to change. It's not a good sign. Granted, it's only been 17 games or so, but still, you would like to see more improvement from Zach Wilson at this point. 16 of 26, 121 yards, no touchdowns. Again, very bad day for him. And they got the win. Glad that that happened. But looking forward, especially with Brees Hall not here anymore, you have to wonder if that's going to be good enough for the Jets to beat better teams. They've got the Patriots coming in. They've got the Bills after that. It's going to get rougher. And if Zach Wilson is throwing for 120 yards, missing a bunch of throws, and being hesitant like that, these wins are going to become harder and harder to come by. And Andy, as I said, we have to talk about what this means in terms of Brees Hall. Four carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Once he left the game, everything changed offensively. They weren't able to do anything. Michael Carter had 13 carries for 29 yards, an average of 2.2 yards. They were able to manufacture some yardage with Braxton Berrios and some jet sweeps and such. But overall, the offense just couldn't do much with Brees Hall out. You have to think about whether it's worth it for the Jets to try and make a win now move. I'm not saying swing for the fences and do something like what the 49ers did for Christian McCaffrey, but depending on what the asking price is, it might be worth the Jets looking into the possibility of getting somebody like Kareem Hunt in here for the rest of the season because he's a player good enough to help them march into the playoffs. And once you get into the playoffs, as you know, anything can happen. Look back at 2009 and 2010 when the Jets made a run to the AFC Championship, but it is hard to believe that the roster as currently constructed would be able to do that without somebody like Brees Hall, and I'm not saying that Kareem Hunt is necessarily going to be as good as Brees Hall had been so far this year, but he would certainly represent a big upgrade over Michael Carter, who I like a lot, but as we've seen, there's a reason they drafted Brees Hall, and that's because he has feature back qualities that Michael Carter does not have. Ty Johnson, another guy you certainly don't want to be giving significant carries. So Andy, as I said, big win here. Jets are 5-2, and two, best start since 2010, but it came with a price. And now there are a lot of questions going forward, especially heading into Sunday when the Jets take on New England Patriots. Zach Wilson has really struggled for consistency here. We know what Bill Belichick can do. We saw what happened with Sam Darnold when it looked like he was on the rise and then that scene ghost game happened. You have to hope that Zach Wilson Wilson doesn't fall into a trap like that. But Bill Belichick is going to have plenty of time to game plan for a way to try and ruin Zach Wilson, for lack of a better term, and really set some traps for him to make things very difficult. So as I said, 5-2, and two, the Jets are in a good spot in terms of the playoff race, but you have to wonder what the Brees Hall injury means and what the Zach Wilson struggles are going to mean going forward. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last four games the Jets have won, they've done it against a team that, switched out his quarterback at halftime mm-hmm. because they were struggling so much offensively. Team of onto its third string quarterback on the first play of the game. Um, a team that you know hadn't scored a touchdown. I think it scored one touchdown in its last like four quarters um, in the Packers. And now a Broncos team that was playing its backup quarterback and um, you know had one touchdown in over an eight quarter span, including the the one today or maybe two, I can't remember. But the point is like these offenses have been struggling and the Jets have a very good defense. Um, but at a certain point, like some an offense is going to put up points on them in the first half. And if the Jets are playing like they are right now, they're going to be too far behind to, to be in these games. So I totally agree with you. They've got to be better with Zach Wilson. Um, I, I understand like some of the hesitancy from him because like 
the offensive line just because, again, another injury today, Elijah Vera Tucker went down. I think that's under the radar with the Brees Hall thing, but I think that could be a big issue moving forward because, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking to some of the guys in the locker room, specifically talking to Lakin Tomlinson, he seemed to be pretty down about um, Vera Tucker and feeling bad for him. And with an elbow injury, I think, you know, just let's, let's wait and see on, on Monday what Robert Salas said about, say about that, but he said you know, he's still being evaluated and, and had no update on him after the game tonight. So something to watch. Um, but when you're looking at an offensive line that because it hasn't had a lot of time together, they can't, they, you know, they're going to let a free blitzer come through pretty often. And I think for any quarterback, that's going to be unnerving and maybe you're going to be seeing some things or, or feeling some things that may not be there, which can lead to what you're seeing um, with, with, with Zach Wilson. But to me, the most concerning thing is even on some of these completions, like there was one to Garrett Wilson near the sticks and he, he threw it behind them. And it's mm-hmm. not just a first down. If he puts the throw on the money, it's probably like another 10 yards, but Garrett Wilson has to go back and get the ball. He gets tackled right at the marker. The, the ref spots him short, drive over. Um, and there's so many plays that we saw like that today with Zach Wilson, where he just didn't put the throw where it needed to be. Sometimes way off, sometimes just a little bit off, but still off enough to where it kind of sabotaged the what the offense was trying to do. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Zach Wilson at this point, other than it's it's not good enough moving forward if it stays like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but also, you know, they've done enough to win these four games. So, um, yeah, they better be ready for the Patriots. I mean, it helps that, you know, the Patriots have a Monday night game and it's not going to help that much. Um, Belichick is going to know exactly like kind of what to go at. And we saw it last year, you know, with the four interceptions and in, in his first 10 throws against Belichick defense, what can happen? You don't want that to happen again in front of a, what's going to be a, a lit MetLife stadium next Sunday. And um, it's just going to be very interesting because you know, he's going to have something drawn up to make Zach Wilson very uncomfortable. And, and, you know, the first two times he went against the Patriots, obviously I just talked about the first time, the second time he got hurt, it hasn't exactly gone well for Zach Wilson. So um, I, you know, I think the jets are mindful of what the Patriots did to them last year. They were mindful when they came in here today of what the Broncos did to them last year and they wanted some revenge. So, I, you know, I think you'll see a very, very motivated team. But if Zach Wilson is making mistakes early, it's going to be really hard for them to win that game. So uh, because, again, Patriots have shown that they can score and they're not going to be a team that, that's likely to, you know, get the Jets in the situation where they've been in the last few weeks. Like if they're going to score some points in the first half. So the Jets are going to have to have an answer offensively from the get-go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, one other thing we should mention, the lack of discipline, just a ton of penalties today. There was one point in time where I think Dwayne Brown had two penalties in the course of two minutes. It was insane. Vinny Curry had such an egregious roughing penalty for a guy that has been in the league for as long as he has. I tweeted out that he shouldn't see the field the rest of the day. I could not believe that he hit the quarterback several seconds after he had released the ball. It was ridiculous. This is something that had been a problem, then it wasn't as much of a problem the last few weeks. Now the problem has returned. They have got to get that under control. Yeah, I mean, the, the final count, uh, I'll pull it up in a second here, but it was bad. I mean, at one point, they had you know 10 penalties for 75 yards, and I think they had like 81 passing <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it was it was not um, you, you know you talk about a game that also started at four o five and you know by the middle of the third quarter I think the four twenty five games had caught up because there were so many incomplete passes and so many penalties so it was not a thing of beauty but again you know give the Jets credit for uh, you know finding a way to grind it out and win they finished with eleven penalties for eighty five yards so I think. That means they cleaned it up in the fourth quarter and, and give the Jets credit once again, uh, adding to that fourth quarter scoring margin. They outscored the Broncos 6 nothing in the fourth quarter. I think it was 9 nothing after halftime or maybe it was just a 6. But e- either way, like they, they are finding a way to get it done. But yeah, like you can't uh, – I'll cut Dwayne Brown a break because he's obviously playing hurt. But like the Vinnie Curry thing, that was ridiculous. Like – and. Like that's the ultimate like no brainer roughing penalty. Like mm-hmm. anyone who didn't th- see that was roughing right away. You're you just don't you're not you're not paying attention, or you don't want to see it because that was it, it was horrible. And I agree with you. Like they have pass rushing rotation. If you make a mistake that bad, you should probably shouldn't play for the rest of the day because it was just like you know you can't do that. And it was like that all day. I mean, just a lot of silly mistakes. Um, but again, I do think it's a sign of progress from this team. Like when they would have a day like this, even earlier this year, like against the Ravens, they, there's no way they're winning this game. And now they're winning the, these games. So, I mean, that, that to me is they've found something in terms of like this gritty um, identity and, and they're not going to let like these, these horrible penalties or these, these weird situations derail them. I think that's, that's super cool. I think it's like kind of crazy that this team 
here we are, and you know, seven games in, they're five and two. I don't feel like they've played like a really good complete game where like both sides of the ball were clicking. Um, and and that's also just I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what it means um, going forward, but it's it's just interesting and kind of weird. Um, this is a weird team. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. I don't know how exactly they're doing it, but but they are doing it. So let's give them some credit for that. But at some point, as the the competition escalates here, they're going to have to, uh, you know, eliminate these mistakes like the penalties and, and the ones we talked about with Zach Wilson. Andy, we mentioned injuries and the biggest one, of course, Brees Hall. What's amazing is that even though Brees Hall got injured relatively early in the game, he still had 72 yards, which beat his player projection on his daily fantasy matchup over at prizepicks.com. If you played today and took Brees Hall as one of your players, and of course, as you know, at prizepicks.com, you pick two to five players, and if they beat their player projections, you can win up to 10 times the amount of money you put in. If he was one of your players, you might have won today. You should have played, because if you use the promo code PLAJ, you get a great deal, which I'm going to talk about in a second. You can play football, basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever it is you want. It's all there. You play against the player projections, not against other players. If you use the promo code PLAJ, They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll put in 50 bucks. Use the promo code PLAJ over prizepicks.com and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Brees Hall, we mentioned him. Elijah Vera Tucker, we mentioned him. Corey Davis, we mentioned him. A lot of injuries here today, Andy. What do we need to know? What's the latest on these injuries? Yeah, those are the main ones with, like, obviously, we know with Brees Hall, just to tell you exactly what Salah said after the game. He said, it doesn't look good. The initial diagnosis is not good. When he was asked what that meant, he just said ACL. So um, they're obviously concerned about a season-ending ACL injury. I guess that the tests on the field showed that he tore his ACL. Um, and they're going to – he's going to have an MRI, and it's going to be confirmed or whatever, to, like on Monday. Um, these things can – as Jets fans have seen this year, things can change, maybe – they get incredibly lucky, but, um, you know, they usually know. They usually have a pretty good idea of what's up with the knee. Um, and, and there's a reason he was ruled out so quickly. So that's not good. With the Elijah Vera Tucker thing, we'll have to wait and see. But, again, um, not a good sign that that he was ruled out so quickly, especially when he was able like, to run back to the locker room. So, um, again, I don't want to speculate on that one, but we'll see. McCory Davis uh, – who knows if it'll mean what it'll mean for this week coming up. Do know that Salah said that he was cleared to return to the game, but they decided just to hold him out out of an abundance of caution. Um, I think there was a report out there from NFL Network that he's dealing with an MCL issue. So um, those can vary depending on the severity. But um, those were the three main ones. Everybody else who was hurt was able to come back into the game. Um, so I would I don't think there's any reason for concern beyond those guys. But um, if all three of those guys are out, um, coming up against the Patriots, you, you've lost a, a, a huge part of your offense and an offense that wasn't exactly firing in all cylinders, even with those guys. So um, there's going to be more adversity ahead, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Jets handle it. But it's a lot easier to handle it when you're five and three than when you're, or sorry, when you're five and two than when you're two and five. Andy, take us inside the locker room. What did we hear from Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, and the rest of the players who spoke after the game? Yeah, it was a weird vibe because obviously they were excited um, about where they're at. And um, obviously they're also very disappointed to know that 
what's likely coming with Brees Hall. So it was a subdued vibe that you saw from the beginning of this press conference. He said he was proud of the team for, you know, finding a way to, to gut out the win, but also, you know, that it, it's, you know, when you, when Brees Hall is a good football player and when you lose a good football player, it's not good. Um, so, you know, everything was kind of tempered by that. Um, he, he talked about Zach Wilson and I thought he had some interesting comments. I'm talking about Salah here. He said that he thought he handled everything okay today, but then he kind of got into this thing where he said like, um, could he be better? Yes. Uh, is it time to, to raise the alarm or something to that effect? No. And if you're the coach and you're saying, is it time to raise the alarm? No. Like if you're using the words, raise the alarm about your quarterback, it's not a sign that things are going well. So, um, I mean, I think they know what's up and I think they know that they need to put him in a better position and he needs to be better. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely like an underlying issue here is um, like, when are they going to rely on their quarterback? When are they going to kind of let him like turn him loose? Because you can, if you turn him loose it, and he's not ready, it's not going to go well as we saw against the Patriots last year. So uh, it's just kind of an interesting, an interesting dynamic. Zach Wilson himself said again, like, it's not exactly, it's not where I want it to be. I need to be better. There's some stuff I want back, but, you know, to get through the game without turnovers is a big deal for him. Um, and, you know, that, you know, he's, he's proud of his team for being able to cut out these wins. And he, he admitted, like, the injuries when he walked in the huddle. He's like, where are these guys? Like, like are they coming back or whatever? But then he also said, basically in the huddle, the guys, it's like time to grow up. Like, you know, this isn't, like, how we want it to be, but it is how it is, and we, and we have to – go out and win the game like this. And, and then they did it. So there's something to be said for that. And, um, you know, just in the locker room, especially after everything that happened this week with Elijah Moore, um, I thought it was very interesting that the comments, nobody was like, I'm not saying they were taking shots at Moore, but there's just a lot of talk about like going through adversity as a team and being there for each other. And, like that being this team's biggest strength and how they're able to gut out these wins. It's not about like one person. It's about like everybody doing what they have to do in order for the team to win. So um, it's not like, it was just like very interesting. It wasn't like anybody was thinking about Elijah more in there or concerned about him or worried about him not being there. Um, it was a locker room that was very, I feel like almost like a galvanized around what happened this week and was like, we're not going to let this affect us. We're going to let help have this make us better. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn by saying that. That's just kind of something I picked up on uh, being around them. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think I am. I think like they, there's a very there's a there's a buy-in here. And while not everything isn't perfect schematically and everything isn't perfect discipline-wise, like the fact that these guys have each other's back. Um, the vast majority of the locker room and they're all on the same page, I think is a big reason why they're able to kind of do the things they've been able to do this season and, and have success despite a lot of things not going their way. Um, trying to think of what else was said. Sauce Gardner was interesting. He said um, like that he was excited about having the opportunity to make some plays, but he was also like, mad about early in the game he almost had an interception or he would have had an interception but a receiver like kind of pinned his arm in the end zone and he said he you know he looked at the ref and he didn't even say anything like you know you gotta give me that call he was just like wow like because 
he thought it was going to be the easiest easiest interception he was going to have all year. And he's like, I didn't even care about the call. I just was mad that like I wasn't able to get that easy interception because it was going to be easy. And he says he expects quarterbacks to keep challenging him until he picks off the ball more. Um, and I think he was targeted seven times today. Gave up three catches for like a total of eight yards. So for a guy of his ilk to get targeted that often um, and then to give up that few amount of yardage, it kind of just shows where he's at right now. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much it. Other like interesting things in there. I'm trying to think of what else there was. I talked to Braxton Berrios and he said that like the whole team just has this like next man up attitude. And again, that's like something that everybody says, but um, like you're seeing it in action and, and that their goal after they lost Brees Hall was just like to find a way to do enough to win no matter if it was ugly or whatever. And it has been ugly a lot, but the Jets are five and two. So they're going to take what they can get. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and recapping the Jets victory over the Denver Broncos 16 to nine with me. The Jets move to five and two exciting times before you run. Tell everybody how they can find you on social media and what you're working on and what you're going to have up over at NJ.com over the next couple of days. Yeah. I'm at Andy Vasquez or sorry, Andy underscore Vasquez on Twitter uh, by Andy Vasquez on Instagram Coming up the next couple of days, we'll have a breakdown of where Zach Wilson is at through 17 games. Uh, we'll have a breakdown of how the Jets got this win and, and kind of relied on the grit we were talking about and how it's becoming their identity. We're going to look at what they can do at the trade deadline now, likely without Brees Hall for the rest of the season and what they should try to do. Um, and a whole lot more, obviously, heading into a huge game against the Patriots on Sunday at MetLife. It's going to be bumping. Uh, the Jets are five and two. Imagine if they can get six and two before they play the Bills and then head into the bye. I mean, it would be pretty, pretty heady stuff. And even, you know, at this stage, if they lose the next two games, they're still going to head into the bye above 500. And I think any Jets fan would have taken that before the season. Make sure you follow Andy at Andy underscore Vasquez. Read his work at NJ.com. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under Luke Grant has got some awesome All-22 breakdowns, including one of why Quinn and Williams was named the Defensive Player of the Week this past week. Great All-22 breakdown. Watch our videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's T-E-E-Public.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing, doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out, so if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful, and for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital, playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. 
subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.